0: Bless you. Good morning. Another podcast day here at New Way Church in Palm Coast, Florida. Amen. I got Dylan in here with me. We got an audience here. We got a pretty good audience here today. Uh, go ahead and clap to the people who are listening, watching. Welcome them. Sure love you. Thank God for you. We've. This is our third week together. Yep. We've been talking about honor. It's a hard subject to talk about as, as the senior pastor because you can't make people, you should not make people honor you. That's more control and manipulation. We'll get into that in just a second. Once again, I have Dylan uh, Maverick here with me. I like to say Maverich because it's spelled that way. Uh, But he's here with me. You need to catch his show, Get Up With God, uh, every morning. He's committed to that. That's very hard to get up every single day. I think you take Fridays Saturdays off? Fridays and Saturdays off. Every single day, then prepare something for listeners. That should be getting thousands of views because the world should want, should need, desire Uh, some kind of God information. So get up with God uh, every morning. You can give us, what's the website now? YouTube, YouTube at Get Up With God. YouTube at Get Up With God. Get Up With God, amen. So get on that and support that. Uh, Let's get into this. Lord, help us today. We need heaven's help more now than ever. We need the anointing. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us in this terrible day. We thank you that even though evil is all around us, we have a covenant with God even though uh, evil sin is pressing on us. We have a covenant with the almighty God and it shall not come nigh our dwelling in Jesus mighty name. Even though the day gets more wicked, more evil. Lord, we still have a promise from you that you are our deliverer and you'll see us through this day and deliver us into our future in Jesus mighty name. I pray. Thank you, Lord. I pray now. I want to just release hope and prayer now. Uh, I pray this over you, that whatever it is that's agitating, that's hurting you, that's causing pain in your life, uh, I I pray now in Jesus' mighty name, I I join with you in prayer. I I join and believe with you now in faith, and I call that thing finished. I, I call that hurt lifted I call the presence of God on that circumstance, on that situation. I send forth angels, ministering spirits to involve themselves and work this thing out in Jesus' mighty name. If it's healing that you need, uh, may healing begin to manifest now. If it's peace that you need, may it manifest now. If it's help in relationship, may it manifest today. May something happen today in your favor in Jesus' mighty name. We bind up the spirit that's causing the pain, the hurt, the problem, we bind you up, and we release ministering spirits now from heaven. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Once again, God bless you. I love you. I want to get right into this honor, the subject of honor, and let's get back to our 2 our Timothy. And this has been our, our theme uh, scripture in 2 Timothy uh, for the week. Now, it starts out 2 Timothy in 3 and 1. Uh, this know also in the last days perilous times shall come. Uh, that's very simply a prophetic term and it's a clue or, or it would be a, a a light that's shining on the day so that we know where we're at. So when you see perilous times, uh, are we in perilous times? All right. Are we in trying evil, trying times, tra- times of evil that are trying? And the answer is yes. Now you can't, you, you live free in a sense, but you can't live free, and not not because there's law, but because this, this evil de- demon spirit of the last days uh, is governing humanity. Uh, you can't say certain things uh, freely anymore. You can't talk about homosexuality, uh, whether you're in love talking about it. You shouldn't talk about anything in hate or to be ugly with anybody, but just in love, you, you, you can't talk about that. The, the demon that's governing the world today, uh, if you're in the wrong place, c- could strike and could take your life. Uh, you can't talk about uh, um, gender any longer. You can't talk about freely the, who, who you back as far as the presidency, who you vote for. You can't stand for what you believe. Why? There's a demon that has been, that, that has been loose to make the way for the Antichrist. In First John the Bible says, or Third John, that there's Antichrist spirits now. Uh, they're here on the earth. They're working in the earth, in the world today. So we can very simply say, is this scripture, can we read this context as though it were for us today, or do we read it for information 2,000 years ago? And the answer is, uh, this is for today. This scripture is is more for today than any other time in history. So perilous times shall come. Now it gives a list in 2 through uh, 9 of what these times will be and what's going to magnify or multiply but then he gives the answer to Timothy. he says, "But continue thou in the things which thou hast uh, heard, the things that thou uh, hast learned I, I I love that because, as a young preacher uh, years ago, it was always a struggle because it 's easy to look at what 's popular. Uh, even though it could be incorrect, but if it falls under the umbrella of Christianity, you kind of look at what's popular and say, hey, that's working for them. It must be God. Why don't we use that? But if you have to leave, come on, the the, the foundations of the Word of God, if you have to leave what you were taught, if you have to leave the truth, the simple truth, the values of the Bible, it's not God and it's not for today. No matter how many it, it attracts you have to stick with the scriptures. Uh, you know, I, I can hear my fathers in the faith uh, all the way back. Some of them I never met, Dylan. You know, like like Brother Hagan, I never got to meet him. I was in his meetings, several of his meetings in person, but I never had a conversation with him. Lester Summerall probably had w- one of the b- most influences on my life, the biggest influence in my life, uh, but I never met him either. I was never in any of his meetings in the flesh. Uh, John Osteen, another one, but when I, if I even try to, you know, get out from the umbrella of truth, it's like you hear their voices, It's almost like, and I'm not saying in a weird way, uh, but just, uh, you know, as a a person of honor, you can kind of hear them say, no, 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 you know, get back, get back to the narrow way, you know, get back to the truth, you don't need to go out here, stay with the truth then the truth from the beginning till the end, it will always lead you to God. Amen. Uh, not to a, a fleeting idea, but it will always lead you to God. It's the foundations of truth are tied to God. So we've been talking about honor, and I like Paul says, stick with the simple truth, the Bible values. Yeah. Follow those and follow, like Brother Norwell's not here anymore. I, I, don't even, I don't remember when he went to heaven, but you still hear me talk about him, and talk about the influence he had on my life. I'm still following the Bible teachings that he instilled into me. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Barkley, I'm close to him. Uh, I've said this before. As you grow, it's not like you grow out of honor, but I, I don't. I, I I want him. I don't need him as much as I want him because I, you know who he is and what he's meant to me. Yeah. Uh, but same thing. If I if he never talked to me again, or if he left this earth tonight. I would still follow after what he instilled on the inside of me. Right. And that's honorable. Yeah. And there's safety in that. Yeah. So today I want to get into this, Dylan. I want to go through the enemies of honor, but I want to read a few scriptures here because there's a fine line. I was thinking about this. I almost called you last night around 1130. Uh, but there's a fine line when you talk about honor and, and talk about honoring between uh, honor and manipulation and control, meaning the person that you're honoring. Uh, we see today, l- let me say this, the the person, if someone is to be honored, they have to be honorable. I'll say that again. If someone is to be honored, they have to be honorable. Uh, I, 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 the person that's being honored, especially in talking about now in Christian circles, and even in a, you're a Christian man or woman in business, your family, if you're to be honored, the greatest attribute that you must have is love. Uh, if you don't have love in a Christian setting, uh, the the false idea of honor will turn to control and manipulation. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's hard to talk about it in this chair to, to honor me. It is isn't. it isn't because I'm a person of love. But people have to see the fruit on your life and make a choice that I've seen something in them that's honorable. And then that's what I'm telling you. There's a fine line because most people want to honor, you know, people by nature want to honor. But then on the other side, if you have someone that's out of love, that's not honorable, that that immediately goes, turns into control and manipulation. And that's why I'm saying there's a fine line. Be very careful. And and it's easy. It's easy if you're a person of honor uh, to be manipulated and controlled. Because your heart's correct, even though theirs is not. Right. And that's where people get hurt because they'll they'll follow, they'll follow, then something will click. That's good. And and you'll say at the end of that relationship, this was a one-way street. And and honor is never a one-way street. When you honor somebody, that's your side, but there should be a reciprocal side that you're blessed with. If you're never getting blessed, you're being controlled and manipulated. So let me read this, and we'll get into this. In the 13th chapter of Hebrews it says obey them, that word if you begin to study it you can re- you can use the word um, honor them that have rule over you, you can change that word with lead. Uh, so let's say it like this, honor them that lead you and submit yourselves for they watch over your soul as they must give an account that they may do this with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Uh, and then it goes on to pray for us that have rule over you. But let, let's look at this. Let's think about this. A true leader uh, most of the time, and it's correct, puts the people under him above him. Hmm. Like like uh, a large part of my day, I don't sit around and think about me. I don't sit around and think, how can I be more blessed? How can I make sure I'm going to heaven? How, how you know, what can I do to protect myself? Uh, no, Kim and I will sit around. I have conversations with other pastors, other men of God, and we sit here and say, you know, what's the shape of, of your flock? Like, like, what do you see? Are you seeing anything? Is, is there like a common thing? Is there a, a, you know, a, a demonic influence that we haven't seen that we can kind of see creeping in? Is there something new? Mm. And then we watch over and, and we talk about and we try to figure out. My number one goal is to get every person that's under my care into heaven. heaven. Number one goal, yeah, so uh in, in doing so, that's why I, I tell people just follow, yeah yeah you know, just just follow me, I want to add something there yeah. i that's a perspective I've never seen before,
1: never being a pastor i don't I've never seen it from that perspective of you're and I don't want to sound spooky, but you're foreseeing what's going to happen, you're looking a flock and and if we had known that as sheep, like just thinking of a shepherd and a and a group of sheep, which would be a flock looking beyond and we saw the warning and we saw the danger well we wouldn't go that way but you as the shepherd are looking ahead going hey i I see this coming they don't and that's probably a lot of times why we're like oh pastor's kind of on a tangent no you you're seeing ahead of where we're going you see Amen. beyond where we're presently at to give us warning and protect us. And like you're talking about, I know some pastors you talk to and and they're sharing with you some of the things that not one person, but the congregation is dealing with as a, as a whole. But had we seen that, there'd be no need for a pastor.
0: 100%. We need a shepherd. If you had eyes to see the things that God has put in. The fivefold giftings to see you wouldn't need us yeah but it wasn't my intent like like i didn't say hey god it'd be a good idea if you made pastors and made me one so that i can have authority yeah that was you know i had nothing to do with that choosing that was god that that's how the kingdom of god operates so god says this is how the kingdom will work on earth yeah And, and you're gonna have you're gonna need someone that has foresight under the influence of God to warn you That's and good. to protect you. That's really good. But uh, once again, usually you can't tell someone you need me. Right. You know, that that that, that comes across in, in the earth, uh, especially when you don't want to do good. The last thing you yeah. want to hear is, is you're not going to make it without me, <laughs> you know, because you're already kind of most people when they come to us and they have an idea. Uh, I remember years ago I had a couple and I was young. Uh, this is going back probably, um, I don't know, 12, you might know better than me. Let's just say 12 years ago, I was younger. And the couple came and said, we want to get married. Will you marry us? And when they asked me, I was like, sure, you're members of my church. You know, I'd love to marry you. One of them, they were both in, in ministry. And I, they left and the Lord said, I won't allow you to marry them. Now remember, I work for God. I, I don't make decisions without God. And, and if I release the covenant of God, I release it on behalf of God. But if God says I can't release the covenant, I could marry them a sign of paper, but I can't put the blessing of heaven on them. Mm. So I said, all right, God, well, what do I do? He said, tell him you won't marry him." So I said, okay. So I get the whole family together. Both si- no, uh, one family came here. The other family didn't come here. The family of the, the girl didn't come here. But the family of the man came here. So I got the boy, the girl, the mother, the father in my office. And I'm sitting there, and I said, uh, I called this meeting tonight. You've asked me to marry you. I'm supposed to marry you. I think it was like that week. Uh, I'm supposed to marry you. Uh, However, uh, God will not allow me to marry you. And the boy said, oh, thank God. (laughs) You're a man of God. You're a true man of God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. I mean, like the world was lifted off of him. Now, the girl is given me daggers, like how could you? The parents were like, if they could have killed me, they would have killed me, you know, right there in that meeting. I said, you know, love me, hate me. Uh, I answer to God, I cannot do this with a clear conscience. There's something coming uh, that will derail, that it will destroy your lives. So he, he comes out in that moment. And had wisdom. He said, "Pastor, we've been acting like we were perfect. We've been having sex. We've been lying to you. We've been cheating. You know, doing all this stuff behind the scenes. No one knew. We act like we're holy. Thank God, you rescued my life." Wow. Uh, yeah, the parents left the church. He left the church. You know, the, everybody left the church after that. Uh, but you know, it, at least he knew, and he still stayed in touch with me. Out of everybody, he's the only one that stayed in touch with me. And to this day, he'll come see me. Every other year, you know, once, yeah. a, you know, whatever. But when he sees me, uh, he said, "Pastor, you're a true man of God." Uh, Pastor, you're a true man of God. I love you, Pastor. I honor you're a true man of God. Uh, why is you know? Why did he and them not? Mm-hmm. You know, and and what did that information? Now he's married with a with children. I believe a child, but that information rescued him from something. Yeah, they couldn't see it, but God gave it, put it in my ability to see it. Yeah. Uh, there's things in your life in 17 years oh, yeah. that I've had to come to you and say I ain't going to work. Yep. You know, a lot of time you fuss and fight, especially when you were younger. You know, you fuss and fight, but because of honor, you would usually toe the line. Yeah. So back to uh, obey those that have rule over you. Uh, once again, if you find someone that that truly operates in love, has the fruit of love, the, the fruit of the spirit. The first fruit is love. Truly operate in love and there you got to find someone radical you can't find like a normal passive you know non-aggressive person to follow especially in this day and age you need someone who 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 is not afraid of confrontation cuz you want someone to challenge if you're trying to do something ungodly and maybe you have a right heart about it but you haven't sought counsel over it and or you've been deceived and you have a man or a woman of god over your life that doesn't want confrontation because they're more concerned about your your you as a number or what you bring financially to the church they can't respond freely but if you have a true severe man or woman of god that could care less about those things they care about your soul number one battle proven uh, yeah they don't care about it. like when i if i have to deal with someone in here I don't say, well, my God, there's four of them. I'll lose all four of them. My God, they bring in $30,000 a year. I'll lose four people and 30,000. I better shut up. Uh, no, that's not a good leader. Yeah. But, uh, but if that person goes to you and grabs you by the throat and says, hey, wake up, what are you, crazy? Which I've had to do over and over <laughs> again. And marriages have been saved because of it. Yeah. Um, I've I, I fought, and I'm not, you know, because looking back on it's like, God, you gave me ability, you know, that I didn't have. But Kim and I have fought for so many marriages in this church that are flourishing today yes that were beyond repair yes like the things that were said uh the the things that were being done the 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 level of the negative cold you know ice coldness in the house and now they're thriving these marriages are thriving the children are doing good uh, because there was that gift that God put uh, to see or, or have foresight yeah. and to warn you or prepare you. Yes. So that's a beautiful thing. Uh, can't pat my back on you know. Can't pat myself on the back because it's it's not me. It's the anointing that right. God put on me. It's me being a vessel or a carrier of what God puts on a pastor to, to shepherd the flock. Yeah. And I
1: don't want to go down a, a rabbit hole with this, but it's just amazing who's not here now.
0: Like, oh yeah. Where, oh, where
1: did you go? <laughs> like you you were saved from imminent death. I did tell you the
0: stories like it's like, I don't think of explicit, but in detail. Kim and I, in 17 years, the stories of us fighting. I'm talking about fighting all night long, fighting demons off, uh, pleading with people for months and months at a time. Uh, You know, putting our family at risk uh, to, to fight for a soul in 17 years. It would blow you away. And it's funny now because someone said to me the other day, it's funny when they leave, you don't ever see them. I see them, but I see you. And if you, some of you still listen to me, uh, but I see them most of the time ducking in, in publics and running from us. And it's like, my God, would I ever do to you You duck and run from me? <laughs> and the answer is nothing. They're just embarrassed because they didn't listen. They knew I had the answer. Now their life's, you know, a misery. Yeah. Uh, one girl's in, in prison today. Mm. That was one of the pres- most precious, beautiful yeah. people on the planet. Had had a gift from God to sing, mm-hmm. like, in, 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 not like an angel, but in a sense like like in an angelic voice, and we fought and fought and fought and fought and fought for her, and today she's in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, were we right or were we wrong? I'm not in jail. You know, we're still doing pretty good. So it goes back to follow them. You know that there's something, and, and once again, I, I'm not sitting here saying I I'm good. Follow me because I'm good in and of myself. No, I'm wicked in and of myself. But God.
1: Yes. Come on. Amen.
0: But God, and you got to find someone that you can honor. Yeah. And when you do understand, it's a gift, and understand how how precious the gift is. Yeah. Like we can go back to this. Uh, if you were just sit around, I said this, I think, um, in in uh, communion, if you were to sit around, and take time every week, I'd say every day, and, and meditate Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Get that clip out of that 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 uh, the movie, the Passion. the Passion of the Christ, and it's like a, you know, probably a five minute clip. Watch that every single day, and understand what took place on the cross of Calvary. How important you are to God, that He would put His Son through so much pain, so much agony, that He would turn His back on His Son, uh, for you. You'd begin to see things differently. Yeah. You'd have a different uh, attitude towards the things of God. Well, if you begin to see the things of God through those glasses, you would receive them at a greater level. Absolutely. Uh, like if we get the eyes off, well, the pastor's just a man. Uh, hey, I don't have no problem with that. I, I am just a man. But once again, you have to say, but God. Uh, you know, the leaders are just men. They're just women. But God. God. Because God places something on them that gives you access and ability to Him that you could not have without them. Right. Say that again. God's when God gives you a gift, it's for a reason. It's not just to clap your hands and say, "Oh, look, I got something." No. It, it, with that gift, there's access that you could not have without the gift. Mm. Uh, so you can say, "Well, do I have to have to have a pastor uh, to get through heaven?" Well, Paul said, uh, "How will you hear unless?" God sends a preacher. Uh, so, okay, go get saved on the street, uh, and chances are what you got saved, the idea of salvation is wonderful at that point in time, but Satan's going to come immediately without his shepherd to fight that demon off to help you keep that treasure that yes. you possess. He's going to come try to steal that treasure. Yeah. But the gift of the, pra- the pastor has the ability to fight off that demon and to help you in the path of righteousness. Yeah. It's very scriptural, yeah, um I, I don't know. we talked about last week, and I want to get into the demons that that, that fight against honor, the demons the anti honor demons, but uh I, I said this last week, and i I left, and I didn't struggle with it, you know, but I was like, man, the world just doesn't get it, the world doesn't if if you count if you really study the fivefold gifts. Uh, now the reason the world doesn't get it is because they have been. You know, no, the world uses them. Incorrect men use them to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. But if you reduce that and you 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 begin to account for what God intended it to be, it's such a beautiful and precious operation of love mm. that God would call it a group, or a couple, uh, you know, human, a human being, or human beings, uh, out of Christianity. And say, now, I'm going to take you from inside. I'm going to put you outside. But I'm going to put you on an assignment and make sure you watch over their souls. So you're going to have to give an account for their souls. You put your life on hold. Wow. And you're number one now. A shepherd's number one goal is not to make sure he's alive. If you go study. I said this last week. Tom, I don't think you were here, but you'll like this because you're a hunter. Uh, I watched a little video. And I think it was in front of a movie. It was before, a mo- you know, the start of a movie. Yeah. But the sheep were walking around and just living life, you know, just doing what they do. Well, they couldn't see the wolves that were, like, getting ready to ambush them. Now, they were eating. They were just doing, you know, whatever a sheep does, walking around, uh, just bad to each other, just talking, whatever they do. Well, the shepherd is on the hill in this scene, and he's looking with binoculars and he's seeing something that they cannot see. Uh, he's got an advantage. He, he, you know, he's up on a mountain, so uh, he, he has gl- you know binoculars they don't have. Uh, he has a vantage point they don't have. He has instinct that they don't have. Now that doesn't make them less than right. God just puts something in that shepherd that they can't have, and that they got to count on him for their very life. Right. So he's sitting there, and he's begins to see the wolves. Well, then he gets his rifle out. He begins to take yardage, and he begins to dial in, and he's shooting these, you know, killing these wolves. Well, as he's killing the wolves, the sheep would, like, flinch, and then they'd go back to life. Like, they really don't know what's happening. And and he's killed, like, five wolves, you know, walks down. The, the sheep are looking at him, and they get around him a little bit, and he grabs the wolves, carry them off, and throws them in the bushes. You know, and they don't have any earthly idea, no idea what just took place. Wow. And I guess, really, they, they, they beyond honor they don't need to know the dirty part of mm. the demon battle that's going on for their soul. Yeah. Amen. So, no, it's good. <laughs> it's true. so I want to go into, and I'll lead you into this because I know you've studied, but go into Jude. Amen. Uh, I wish we would have maybe made time for questions and answers. Um, I, I could pretty much talk about this off the cuff because when you live an honorable life, uh, it's easy to talk about it. But uh, in Jude, I think one of the, the the last day's spirits of deception and dishonor are the spirit of Cain. And here in Jude, the Bible talks about in verse 10, it says, But these speak evil of those things which they know not. Uh, these speak evil things that which they would know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts. So we can say this, these, these speak evil against the spiritual things, but what they know naturally as bees is those things they corrupt themselves. So to to be absent from the spiritual things, to walk away from the things of God, the unseen things, and and begin to walk by the seen realm as a believer, you become a, a brutal or uh, brute beast mm. because you're you're uh, directly opposing the sweetness of God, the goodness of God. That's good. That says, woe unto them. Puts these in the same category or characteristics, and the Bible here talks about these as being prostates, so uh, they're they leaving, they knew what to do, they understood the kingdom of God, the system of the kingdom of God, but they left it anyhow. Mm-hmm. Well, how did they leave it? Well, the Bible doesn't really tell us outside of rebellion, outside of deception, but maybe they wouldn't listen to their shepherd. Mm-hmm. Let's just stretch this maybe their shepherd wasn't confrontational. Mm. Uh, Maybe their shepherd was more concerned about butts in the seats and money in the till than they were about their soul making heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll I'll just keep going, but maybe. And it says there, Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for the reward uh, and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Now, All of these point towards uh, they would not live the life that God intended them to live. They would not stay on the trail, the path that God intended them to stay on. And those who are to keep the trail, they wouldn't listen to them either. Now back to Cain. Cain and Abel, you remember the story of Cain and Abel. Abel was a a cattle farmer, rancher. Uh, uh, Cain was a gardener. But they both had big companies, big corporations. You know, it wasn't like they had a little tomato plant. And they both knew how to offer. Uh, their, their their father taught them how to offer. They knew offering. They knew sacrifice. They knew any time you offered to God, there had to be blood. Uh, Abel didn't have a problem with that, but Cain, the gardener, he knew that he had to go to the temple. And this was the temple tables. If you remember, Jesus turned over the the tables yep. in the temple. He didn't turn them over because they were doing business in the temple. He turned them over because they weren't following protocol in the temple. Right. Uh, so it, they w- this is how it would work. They'd take their vegetables, their bag of vegetables, their basket, and they'd say, okay, this is worth X amount of dollars. They'd take the, the money, and then they'd go over to the table and buy a lamb. And then they'd take that lamb and go offer it to God. Mm. What was happening for the t- tables to be turned over is the money changers we're making more money off the top, so the the set value they'd say, okay, it's twenty dollars, let's just say, uh, but uh, it, I need forty today. Yeah. And Jesus said that's not how things work, I and mean, right. he just busted up everything. So Abel did this in the past, or, or Cain did this in the past, and knew how to do this, and knew what was required of him. Yeah. Did this in the past, knew how to do this, and knew what was required of him. However, he came to a place in his life that says, said, I don't want to do that that way anymore. Mm. I'm going to do it how I want to do it, and if you have a problem with that, too bad. Mm. Do you know how many people that's their attitude in church? Why can't I have coffee in the sanctuary? <laughs> why is why are you even thinking about that? You know, Why? Why is it so loud? We're worshiping the king of kings. Maybe (laughs) we're trying to drown out the the, the ideas that you're fighting, the demons that you're fighting. Uh, Maybe we're trying to bring you into the presence of God. And and maybe the very question you have of why can't we do those things are the demon that's trying to drag you away from church. Good. Maybe you could just follow protocol because God set someone over you Mm. that sees things you cannot see. That's good. You know, oh, why can't I go into that room? My, why, you know, why can't I touch that? Why can't I? Why follow Jesus? Amen. Amen. Forget about the, the the rudimentary things of life. The Bible right. says, you know, follow after the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. These little day to day things should not bother you. Yeah, you should begin to look at the big picture. But that was the spirit of Cain. Right. He began to say, uh, "Who's this preacher? Think he is?" Mm. I didn't vote on the new coffee machine. <laughs> why, am I, why am I giving? I don't have a say in things. That's that spirit of Cain. Yeah. And that's a dishonorable spirit. It is. So we talked about enemies of dishonor. Uh, yeah, you can go, go name them first and let's, let's go through a few of them. We got so some, some of down. the
1: enemies of honor you've got down are insecurity, pride, arrogance, offense, jealousy, impatience, rebellion, unwillingness, and familiarity.
0: Let's deal with offense. Okay. Do you have a, you have a scripture there? I do. Of it's Cain, <laughs> Genesis chapter go. 4. <laughs> talk, to, talk to us through that. So get, four. Cain
1: in chapter 4. Let's turn there. Let's read what happened. <gasps> Genesis chapter 4.
0: Come on, is this blessing somebody This today? is good.
1: It's blessing me. So as Pastor was saying, Cain knew what to do. He just chose not to do it in layman's terms. He just chose not to do what he was supposed to do. And honor, to go back to honor, we discussed the priority of honor is to put a thing in, let's say it's a word from the pastor, a direction, a directive. In this case, it's from God. A specific protocol, the way to do it. Honor puts that thing in a place it deserves to be in. Attention to the details. Doing it the way it's supposed to be done—that's what honor does. Honor pay in specific to direction, protocol. Direction, what you're supposed I to like do. You you do it the way you're told to do it with the best of your ability. You're not perfect in the sense of flawlessness, but you are to be be maturing, which is perfection. That's, That's what perfection is. Cain knew what to do in this scenario, so let's look at it in four and three. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. That's something I've underlined here and it stuck out to me. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Notice this. This is what something I've learned about honor is that God, God, he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, Mm. forever. God respected Abel's offering. That's what it says. But then when it came to Cain doing it wrong, forget that, well, he gave an offering. Isn't that good yeah, enough? And that's an attitude of a lot of people. That's the attitude of a lot of people. Well, I showed up. Isn't that good enough? No. No, it's not good enough. And people need to say that, even in business, because you can honor your boss. Well, I'm here. I'm, I might not be on time, but I'm here. No, you're, you might as well have not showed yeah, up. Right. Being on time is part of doing it right. 100%. So God respected. Think about that word respected. Mm. He respected Abel's offering. But it doesn't say that he just disrespected Cain's offering. It said he did not respect Cain. Woo. Think about when you give respect to somebody. You pay them high levels of attention. You give attention to details for them. I don't want God not to pay attention no, to no, me. No, 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 And this is what Cain did. God didn't do this. Cain did this to himself. He knew the protocol. He knew it was supposed to be done. How did he know to bring an offering? How did he know? Why was to he gather? there? He Why was he that? there in the first place? He knew what to do, but he chose not to do it the way that it was intended to be done. And just the the fact that you show up and think you've won half the battle, no. you've lost. Right. You can't win unless you do it the right way. And I think a lot of this even goes back all the way to salvation. Well, I've accepted Uh Jesus. Jesus is my Savior. And like you mentioned on the street, I get saved. You know, we've won people. Tiana, you've won people out in the street and won people to the Lord, invite them to church. They come to church. Well, I've accepted the the Lord and he's my Savior. He'll love me. Love's got nothing to do with your butt making heaven. That's right. And dishonor, the Bible says that in 1 Samuel 2 that he will honor those who honor him but he will think lightly of those who dishonor him. Mm. I don't want God to think lightly of me. No. And that's what he's saying here. He didn't just disrespect Cain's offering. He didn't he accept that. dishonorable. That, that offering wasn't acceptable. God, it was, God wasn't even paying attention to that yeah. because that wasn't worthy to be presented to God. But beautiful. he disrespected the man.
0: That's beautiful.
1: I don't respect you, Cain, because you don't take seriously what I take
0: seriously. And it may have been in deception. Either way, you don't get an excuse. We don't know. Because if it's in deception, you, you're, there's demon influence. Who knows? And, and this <laughs> is extremely
1: uh, like digging in and being like, uh, like looking into it. Who knows if Eve was like, that's fine enough. She you was deceived.
0: Know. And we can't make we that can't, assumption, we but can't. you could say you know, possibly.
1: Someone somewhere along the line. Well, Adam and Eve were the parents
0: here, so you can see where there's dishonor. So
1: somewhere along the line, in his mind, it became okay to act in this way. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line, he did, Abel knew what, what was right to do, but Cain didn't. Somewhere had to be influenced. Just like we, you taught us, it says in Romans, how, you, you have to hear to have faith. Faith has to be imparted to you through words. That's good. So how does fear come? Same Fear way. comes the same way. Deception comes the same way. And it's, we're constantly reminded from Paul, from Peter, t- pay attention because what you hear and what you see is going to affect the outcome.
0: Mm-mm-mm. And
1: this has affected Cain's life because he somewhere, I don't know who yeah, he it didn't was. He heaven.
0: Let me help you there. He definitely didn't. <laughs> he definitely didn't.
1: And what happened to him at the end of everything else? He died. Yep. It, a very short life. He didn't live a life. Died
0: lonely. Of his, died evil. Died with evil. Died, died a dishonorable death. Which is the worst? I mean, dishonorable discharge. We talked about this last week. Let's do this. Let's extend this. Okay. I, I think it's a great subject, and let's end. I didn't just saw the time here, but let's end it with this. Uh, Proverbs eighteen nineteen. An offended person. I'll say this, and I'll give you the scripture. Is, is a a, a snake like poisonous person? Mm. The person in offense is a snake like very poisonous person, and the reason being is they're still carrying the poison. Of the offense or the thing that hurt them, mm. so you can you can feel hurt, you can feel bad when someone does something to you, but you better learn how to get rid of the poison. Yeah, because remember the, the the teaching years ago that I taught you: uh, the snake spews poison, venom; snake leaves poison, stays. If you don't extract the poison, you're going to contend with it every day of your life. Proverbs eighteen nineteen says. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, Mm. and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Uh, A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city and quarreling, uh, and their quarreling is like the bars of a castle. Two different uh, translations there. It's easier to win a wicked city. Than it is to turn an offended brother. It's what the Bible let me says. say that,
1: let me add this to that offense is misdirected emotions is what it is well, that's real good. it's really misdirected it says here, but he had not did not respect Cain or his offering, and Cain was very angry, hmm. or you could say offended. Cain was offended, and his countenance fell, and the next verse it says the Lord says to Cain, why are you angry like I did this to you. Yeah, right. That's, my that's fault. what offense well, A lot looks of times, like,
0: that's what I deal with. You did this to us, preacher.
1: Well, you, had you not said anything, I didn't get married because of you. God, why did you not accept my offering? Had you just accepted it, I wouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling. Come on, that's how powerful. how deceived Woo! is that? That's how bad stuff. offended? When you're offended in that capacity. You your your emotions are completely
0: misdirected. Hundred percent.
1: You're confused. You're not seeing the right way. You're not understanding in the right capacity. You sit in service and you hear what you you think you're hearing, but you're not your hearing case, the same thing. No. I've said this before. Why is it sometimes and I use me as an example as a joke, but why is it uh, uh, someone can be sitting in the front row freezing with a jacket on, and I'm over here sweating in the same sanctuary? Why am I hot and they're cold? <laughs> it's the same temperature yeah, right. in the room. That's good. But the perspective when you're sitting in the room, offense changes your perspective. surely does. It doesn't allow you to see correctly. And what happens with offense is no, it's nobody else's fault. <laughs> it's powerful. It has nothing to do. Cain is looking. and a, Why is he angry? Well, the reason he's angry is because God rejected his offering. But he's blaming his anger on God yeah, rejecting that was good. his offering. God, if
0: you had just accepted my offering, we wouldn't be in this position. Yeah.
1: Wait a second. I'm not the one who brought the offering. Wait a second. I'm not the one who spilled the coffee in here. And made it for everybody mm. not to bring it in here. That's not listen. It's not my fault. This, God's, God is not to blame no. for this. His word has never changed. That's a good word, Why man. does he catch the blame for that's it? A all? Good word. Like you, you're going eighty-five miles an hour down the highway and you get pulled yeah. over. Why'd you give me a ticket? Listen, I'm trying to <laughs> feed my family. I've got to do my job here. Yeah. it's not their fault. There's there's consequences. and offense blinds you to reality, and that's one of the biggest demons to honor. Yeah, is offense. I see the biggest thing I deal with as an uh, administrator here with you is people offended. It's the number one thing I deal with over anything else. People don't like to stand here. We, you know, you no, know, I've kind of like got here. I've gotten calloused to people being offended now because I-, I could say something completely genuine and authentic and they still get offended about it. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to be what's real. Yeah. And if you get offended, that's not my problem. That's no. your perspective you have to deal right. with. The and truth it, doesn't change no. because you're
0: offended. And in leadership, the scripture that Paul said, I, I can only come to you. I'm, I'm sad, but I can only come to you with milk. You should be eating meat. I tell yeah. him all the time, i got to lead half throttle. <laughs> re- no, really, I, it, it's sad, but but I really have to lead with half throttle. Now, I do it w- in wisdom, right? but if I were to be full-throttle Bible... A lot of people would be choking. Yeah. You know, and you can't choke people because you get in trouble with God. So you've got to feed people where they're at. But there should be a we should be coming up to new levels. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I have my name on the chair? Like, I should be able to come in on Sunday, take every name off every chair and say, go find your own chairs. And there should be no offense. Yes. Absolutely. I should be able to come in and say, hey, I'm sorry, your position's no longer. I replaced you. There should be no offense. Yes. Uh, that that's where we should be in maturity yes. but we're not there yeah. if i came in here and said sunday we're changing everything uh, there'd be so much talking why because that spirit of offense opposes the gift mm. that god has given us it's good there's really suffer. there
1: really is an offense Amen. to all those enemies it's really what it what they are yes. or there's there is a spirit to all of those enemies yeah, of, of spirits. Yeah. singular
0: demon spirits a spirit of offense that comes on you and changes your spirit and you become a, a spiritually offended person, and people say that's just their DNA. No, it's a spirit. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the new spirit that controls your life. It's not the Holy Spirit. Spirit offense. I don't mean to drag this so, on, but it amen. reminds me of the
1: story of, of uh, Ju- Judas when they gave, and his the rest of his disciples when Mary poured the ointment on Jesus. They were offended at that. Their perspective. Money money there but their perspective it, there's a lot in that familiarity there's a 100%. lot of things but that offense i've never thought of it that way that they were offended that this woman well wasn't that anointing oil going to be used for back something? to the coffee machine yeah
0: i've heard if you don't like my coffee machine go to another church i don't i mean you, you gotta understand i'm 50 we'll buy a nicer one Listen. if you want one A nicer one <laughs> i'm 53 it'll be 53 in april i've been doing this for over 25 years i've been in full-time ministry for 25 years Seen and heard it all. I love people. I've given my life for every single person. But I will not get in battles with demonic voices. Yeah. With demonic influence. If you don't like what we're doing, we can find you another church. Now, we (laughs) want you to stay here. We want you to be a part. But chances are you're not fit for this body like like. Like, you know, if your arm's supposed to be 36-inch arm to be in this body, and you got a 50-inch arm, you need to go find your 50-inch body that you fit to right. because you don't fit here. Yeah. But we're not going to entertain grumbling and, and, you know, all this kind of offensive stuff or the stuff born in offense because you don't like something. And it's not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. Well, I'm going to buy a coffee machine. I'm not going to offer God a $50 broken down coffee machine. I'm going to go Come get on. the best coffee machine. Yes. When I pour a cup of coffee, I'm going to say, my God, this is God's <laughs> coffee machine. Look how beautiful <laughs> it is. And it gives the best coffee. <laughs> hey, man, we're out of time. We'll pick this up. Yes. And now, I'm not You're offended. getting offended. Well, you I'm better watch offended. out. You, we better, keep you extended better start not gauging your it. life. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is all fun, and it stretches us, and that's what it should do. Hey, I'm in love with you. I, I mean, I could say that purely. Kim could say if she was here. We love you. We love every quirk, every oddity, everything about you we're in love with. But we, we all have to be stretched and go higher. So we're out of time. Uh, thanks for tolerating the 20 minutes overage. It was his fault. Good word. Uh, thanks for being up here with me. Thanks, it's been Dad. a fun couple uh, weeks together. Yes, God sir. bless you. See you Wednesday night. Amen.